Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Whew. These late games are killing me. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Thursday, November 14th. But first, sports. Good morning, Canada. Happy Thursday. It's great to be back with you after a couple days away and very, very eventful days. At that, we got fresh performances from both the Toronto Raptors and the Maple Leafs last night. And we will know when an important piece of the rotation returns to the Raptors lineup. There were a couple more MLB awards and more. A fun night in the NBA as well. But first, we start with the Raptors. They were in Portland last night taking on the Blazers. They were down four pieces of their rotation, including three very major ones in Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, and OG Ananobi. All injuries uh, for those three guys suffered earlier in this road trip, the Raptors' depth has been really absolutely huge all of this week. They nearly swept the Staples Center back-to-back after a win against the Lakers and then sort of ran out of gas on Monday against the Clips. And with the day off behind them, they basically had the same rotation last night against Portland. Uh, once again, they showed they have the guts and the skill to hang with pretty much anyone, even without their starting point guard, and a very important piece of their center rotation. And the first words that need to come up in any conversation about last night's game is the continued ascension of Pascal Siakam, another lethal night. He finished with 36 points, 24 of them coming in the second half. He led the way. He took over down the stretch, really hunting one-on-one matchups and punishing any mismatch. We're talking about a guy now that is averaging 27 and 9 out of the gate. The first Raptor ever to average numbers that high through 11 games and really showing a penchant more than anything, really showing a penchant for the spotlight and wanting the ball in the fourth quarter and really taking over when needed most. Uh, not just Pascal last night as a big scorer, Fred Van Vliet also major league last night, sliced and diced his way to 30 points. He's been playing huge without Lowry around, running the offense, showing some playmaking skills, great decision-making along with the scoring touch. He had one turnover in 40-plus minutes game played. A great game from Van Vliet and a really good extended showing from him lately. But those are two guys we expect to step up. We, we thought they would both continue to play well. The thing we really weren't sure about heading into this road trip with all the extra minutes opening up was, you know, who on the depth, who from the bench would rise to the occasion, who was going to accept the challenge, put more on their plate. And there are a couple of really resounding positive answers. I will start with Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, who I think got better in every game of this trip. Uh, Vivek Jacob described him on Twitter very, very aptly as a good agent of chaos. 
And as OG went out on Monday against the Clippers, very early in that game, RHJ stepped up. He played 28 minutes against the Clips. He took on Kawhi defensively and last night against the Blazers, probably even better. He guarded uh, Dame Lillard for stretches, who only had nine points in the game. He, he guarded CJ McCollum. He was on the perimeter while playing big. He secured double-digit rebounds, including eight on the offensive glass. He was making hustle plays. Generally, he looked very hungry. He looked ready to stick as part of the rotation. He looked like he earned himself a big role when the team returns to full health and exactly what you were hoping to see out of Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Earlier in the year, you remember Nick Nurse voiced some great displeasure at the new guys, not really knowing how hard to play and what their roles were going to be. And Rondé has stepped up to that level. He is playing at the competitive level. They need him to play at every single play. He had 25 minutes of game action last night, his second straight game of at least 25. And the biggest standout from the road trip test is Rondé Hollis Jefferson. He, he even he was even scoring near the rim. He's finished with 16 points on 6 of 8 from the field. Really, his only weakness is his scoring, and even that uh, was working for him against Portland. Not the only bench player, though, to step up and really show up this week and also be a part of the closing unit against the Blazers. Terrence Davis continued to win the hearts and minds of fans. He was the secondary ball handler on some important units. He played a career-high 30 minutes. He scored 15 points on 50% shooting. Uh, from the floor and from three, he was very effective. The Raptors, three and one on the road trip without Kyle and Serge for three and a half of those games. And while they remain out, we did learn good news about OG Ananobi, who is not far off from returning. He will reportedly rejoin the team for Saturday's game against the Dallas Mavericks. If you didn't hear about the injury, pretty gross. Uh, he took a Kawhi Leonard claw to the face. He suffered an eye contusion. Ugh. He needed to see an eye specialist. He'll be okay, and he'll be back on Saturday against Luka Doncic, Chris Dapps, and the Dallas Mavericks to close out the road trip. And what a road trip. Really, the defensive intensity, a very high level. The Raptors continuing to really press teams. The win, that seals it. It's going to be a positive road trip no matter what happens against Dallas. Good signs abound. They held LeBron to 13. They held Kawhi to 12. And they held Dame Lillard to just 9. And... Let's start having the Nick Nurse Coach of the Year conversation because this is a really impressive run. The Raptors are 8-3. and three. As I said, they take on the Dallas Mavericks in Texas on Saturday to close out the five-game road trip. That sound from Sportsnet's broadcast, that is New York Islanders fans who were fired up to welcome back former captain John Tavares to the building in Nassau Coliseum. It was the usual round of jeers, a lot of booing. The energy in the building, honestly, was awesome last night. Lots of noise. They booed him every time he touched the puck. Uh, they cheered loudly every time he lost a faceoff. A really, really fun game last night. The fun action, though, for Leafs fans, unfortunately, a little limited after that. The Buds... Came out hot. They controlled the action in the face of that crowd for the first few minutes of the game. They really came out strong the first 10-ish minutes, but the Islanders pounced on a mistake. Boom, one nothing. Leafs down early again every time, it seems. Uh, and that tilted the ice for a little bit. It was 2 nothing. It just keeps happening like that to the Maple Leafs. It's really, really been a running theme. And as they have uh, another running theme a few times 
in a row now. They played their best hockey down a couple goals, and they you know scored late to make it interesting and finished 5-4. They just play a totally different style in the back half of these games when they absolutely have to go pedal to the metal to, to get back in. Uh, and they play absolutely electric, but they cannot get out of the gate right with the first goal. These bad starts. And another bad thing, similar to the bad starts, the special teams continue to be absolutely dreadful. 0 for 3 on the power play last night. They allowed more shorthanded shots than they took on the power play. And on the other side, 1 for 3 on the PK. The two power play goals, pretty much the difference visibly in this one. The Maple Leafs, they play good for about half a game, maybe a little more against the Islanders. And New York just squeezed the life out of every opportunity they were given. Uh, there was some positive. Zach Hyman returned to the lineup. He played just over 17 and a half minutes. John Tavares, as mentioned, uh, he had two points against his former team, a goal and an assist. But the record, 9-7-4 and four through the first 20 games of the season, that's the quarter of the season mark, and they are really under 500. That's that's nine wins and 11 losses, 9-7-4. and four. Uh, and To a man postgame, everybody said they weren't where they want to be right now. We will see. We will see if they can find a way to establish some consistency and really flip the direction of this thing right now because it is getting testy. I say testy is the word, but I would say people are starting to uh, get a little squirmy on the Maple Leafs bandwagon, looking over their shoulders and seeing who's going to stick around. Uh, elsewhere around uh, the NBA, Andrew Wiggins continues balling out to start the year for the T-Wolves. He had 30, the fourth time in five games he's hit that mark or higher. The Wolves beat the Spurs, some other stuff quickly. Uh, Houston beat the Clippers, thanks to 47 from James Harden. Lakers beat the Warriors. While in the East, the Orlando Magic, they beat Philly and Orlando was named in rumors that perhaps they're interested in adding old friend DeMar DeRozan via a trade. Very interesting potential fit there for a team that has been pretty solid defensively but struggled desperately to score uh, and make a most of the defensive effort. We will see where that goes, but uh, transaction rumors, the best, the best. And speaking of that, uh, MLB offseason stuff continues the awards uh, continue to be announced one day at a time. It was Cy Young Day yesterday in the American League. Justin Verlander took home his second Cy Young as the league's best pitcher. And in the NL, Jacob deGrom also took home his second. And speaking of, as I said, trade rumors, it's also MLB GM meetings time, which means we get one of my favorite things, and that is fairly basic transaction speculation. We heard some very, very, very vague statements but what the Blue Jays are talking about uh, reported that they are in contact or have been in contact, as have many teams, with free agent catcher Yasmani Grandal and possibly, in a related sort of side note thing, have been listening to calls about their own catching duo, Danny Jansen and Reese McGuire, all in the search for good pitching. That's a good, young, cheap catching duo in McGuire and Jansen. Does not Sound like the kind of thing that Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro generally want to move on from, but who knows? The right pitching piece could pry one of them loose. Until then, it remains fun speculation and rumor milling, which is, to be honest, uh, most of the fun of transaction season and a big part of the fun of sports in general. And that is all for this morning. A busy day, but back to work we go. I'll be back at it tomorrow morning with a Friday edition of But First Sports, and I hope you will join me then to hear all about everything going on tonight and beyond in the world of sports. Until then, tomorrow morning, have yourself a great Thursday.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.